Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Scared to see the light my parents shine towards me. What I thought I saw was not really dead, so beautiful and nothing can compare. We fought so hard to get it while I sit here and neglect it. It's so beautiful, but I couldn't see yet. You see me running. 
kept on going Felt like the leaf that was blowing in the wind But the signs kept on showing And the light kept on glowing till the end
Bunai, 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 chavivai. Bunai, 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 chavivai. Le mishtakhi mitzaro delhoim, le mishtakhi mitzaro delhoim, ve'oskin, ve'chebusu delhim. Bunai, 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 chavivai. Bunai, 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 chavivai. Le mishtakhi mitzaro delhoim, le mishtakhi mitzaro delhoim, ve'oskin, ve'chebusu delhim. That he'll rebuild the base 
Christmas adding precious stones Our dream, our palace Yerushalayim, our home Yes, there's a dream, a vision deep within his heart That he'll rebuild the base Amikdash part by part Doing mitzvahs, adding precious stones Yerushalayim, our In a crumbling little home Lives a fiddler all alone His inheritance so dear For many ancient years It's this instrument he holds His great-grandfather he stole Would hurry off each day To the courtyards of Hashem To play dream, a vision deep within his heart That he'll rebuild the base of Mikdash part by part Doing mitzvahs, adding precious stones Our dream, our palace, Yerushalayim, our home Yes, there's a dream, a vision deep within his heart That he'll rebuild the base Part by part Doing mitzvahs Adding precious stones Yerushalayim Our On a mountain stone sits Moshiach all alone suffering for years from all our sins he bears while so painfully he cries prayers piercing through the skies is pleading to Hashem to take us all back home Mitzvahs adding precious stones Our dream, our palace Yerushalayim, our home Yes, there's a dream, a vision deep within his heart That will rebuild the base Amikdash part by part Doing mitzvahs adding precious stones Our dream, our palace Yerushalayim, our home Yes, there's a dream, a vision deep within his heart That will rebuild the base of Mikdash part by part Doing a mitzvah, adding precious stones Yerushalayim
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday. And thanks so much for tuning in. It's a, a Tuesday morning, the 6th of June, day 17, the month of Sivan. My name is Nahum Siegel, and this is your J.M. in the A.M. broadcast for this Tuesday morning. Big Tuesday, by the way, because uh, we love days when the majority of our guests are from Israel. And Yossi Baum is going to join us, and Isaac and Rubensina are going to join us. Plus, here in the United States, Elliot Weiselberg is going to join us. In addition to our Yeshiva League Sports Update... He'll update us on this coming Sunday's hockey tournament. So we have a lot going on today. It is a Tuesday after all. I've run me with a live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. It is a Tuesday, and that means plenty of action here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Kavodo done by Ari Goldwagen, Yosef Kugler. Yaakov Singer with Colin Ashama. You heard Yerushalayim, our home, done by Shmuley Unger. Big uh, recent cover, which a lot of people are into. Shlemi Toysik Steigen, Hayom Azed, done by uh, Mati Oizer. Ellie Mark is brand new with Nigun Rikud. Running back to you, brand new from our friends up in Waterbury. Ruli Dickman and Livnot Bayit, and from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. I just got a picture of the Hassan and Kala. I just got a photo of the Hassan and Kala. Want to wish a Mazal Tov uh, to a Hassan and Kala that we, uh, that we saw last night and celebrated with. And a, a special Mazal Tov to both the Lichtenstein and the Leitner families. Miri and Aaron 
are a recently engaged couple. Miri Leitner, that's the daughter of Rabbi Yassi and Devorah Leitner of Flatbush, and uh, Aaron Lichtenstein, who is the son of our dear cousin, um, Zali Lichtenstein, and of course uh, the son of our late cousin Karen. Um, Miri and Aaron are a recently engaged couple, as recently as yesterday. And last night we had the opportunity to go over and wish a mazal tov and uh, be part of the action as the uh, Hassan and Kala um, arrived at their Lachaim. And a thank you to the Leitners and the Lichtensteins. The Leitners were quite hospitable last night, to say the least, and it was wonderful to be there and celebrate with them. So Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Miri and Aaron, a very recently engaged couple. Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. It's a Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. As we said, full lineup today with lots of stuff going on. A whole bunch of great guests. And um, tomorrow, Rabbi Dr. Jacob J. Schachter, Rabbi uh, Dr. J.J. Schachter is going to join us. Talk about Operation Benjamin. Oh, yes, there's a lot to discuss tomorrow, that's for sure. So he'll join us uh, on the air tomorrow morning in the 8 o'clock hour. Rabbi Dr. David Hertzberg of Yeshiva Flopush, he's helping us celebrate Israel's 75th anniversary with a segment we call Israel at 75. Today he'll speak about the Altalena. Um, he discusses significant episodes in the uh, foundation or the formation of the State of Israel. Or by Dr. David Hertzberg right after JM in the AM at 9 a.m. this morning with Israel at 75 right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. All right. So lots happening, plenty going on. Lots of uh, important things to uh, report, that's for sure. And um, we'll get to as much as we can this morning. Here at the JM and the AM. Uh, this is Eitan Katz, live in Jerusalem, volume number three at JM and the AM. <laughs>
בכל יום קמים עלינו, כמה עוד אפשר? גם כשהם שונאים אותנו, אני עומד ושר. מנסים לשבור אותנו, חושבים שזה אפשר. האמונה בוערת בנו, זה עם שלא נשבר. אני יהודי, אני לא מתבייש. אני יהודי, מאף אחד לא חושש. Oh, 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 oh,
with Mendy Warch and the Kfirim selection here at JM and the AM. Ani Yehudi, done by Mordechai Shapiro. You heard Eitan Katz, both the Baal Shem Tov Nigun and Kikel Melech of Live in Jerusalem, volume number three. Ari Goldwagen, Yosef Kugler, together with Kavodo here at JM in the AM. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, 6th day of June, day number 17 in the month of Sivan. Mazal Tov to all the grads out there. It's graduation day for many, many around the world, especially in this area. And uh, I will give a special shout-out, Mazal Tov, and congratulations to those students, parents, faculty, and administration at TABC as we have our final TABC graduation tonight. The Siegel family has been with TABC for the last... Let me figure this out. For the last... For the last... Oh, gosh. 18 years? Something like that. About the last 18 years. And um, 
A big thank you to everybody at TABC to Toro Academy of Bergen County. Tonight is graduation night. Looking forward to celebrating. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nam. בליצהל השעה שתיים באולפן יובל גנור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. האיחוד האירופי מאשים את רוסיה בתוקפנות וברבריות בעקבות הפצצת הסכר באזור חרסון באוקראינה. ואילו ברוסיה אומרים כי אוקראינה היא שהפציצה את הסכר. ראש הסוכנות לאנרגיה אטומית רפאל גרוסי מזהיר מפני פגיעה בתחנת הכוח במקום. הדיווח של כתבת חדשות החוץ עומר עזרן. בזמן פינוי האזרחים מסביבת הסכר באזורים בהם צפויות ההצפות, קרב האשמות מתנהל בין רוסיה לאוקראינה. באיחוד האירופי טוענים כי מדובר בתוקפ... חנות רוסית ברברית, וברוסיה טוענים כי מדובר במעשה טרור אוקראיני. בשל קריסת הסכר ישנה סכנה לתחנת הכוח הגרעינית זפוריז'ה. ראש הסוכנות הבינלאומית לאנרגיה אטומית רפאל גרוסי הכריז כי היעדרות ממושכת של מי קירור למפעל הגרעיני עשוי להביא לשיבוש עבודות המפעל. עם זאת אמר כי יש לתחנת הכוח מספר מקורות חלופיים של מי קירור, וההערכה היא שהם יספיקו לכמה חודשי פעילות של התחנה. שוב גנבת ענק של תחמושת מבסיס צבאי, מבסיס צאלים שבדרום הארץ נגנבו הלילה כ-30 אלף כדורי רובה. הגנבה התגלתה הבוקר, מדווח כתבנו לענייני צבא דורון קדוש. כ-30 אלף כדורי רובה מסוג 556 נגנבו ככל הנראה הלילה מאחד הבונקרים בבסיס צאלים בנגב. הגנבה התגלתה הבוקר ובעקבות זאת הוחלט להטיל עוצר מיידי על בסיס צאלים ולבדוק את כל הרכבים שיוצאים ממנו. עדיין לא נעצרו חשודים, משטרת ישראל והמשטרה הצבאית פתחו בחקירה. משותפת. חבר הכנסת אלמוג כהן מעוצמה יהודית אומר בתגובה כי שוב נחצה קו אדום מסוכן בחוסר המשילות בנגב הפרוע. לדברי כהן, הגנבה קשורה להברחת הסמים בגבול מצרים. מדבריו הביא כתבנו הפוליטי שחר גליק. עמותת אלם המסייעת לצעירים ולנוער בסיכון מפרסמת את הדוח השנתי שלה על הצעירים שהיא מטפלת בהם כ-12,000 בשנה. כתבתנו לענייני רווחה, מאיה שוקן, עם נתוני הדוח של אלם. 44% מבני הנוער והצעירים הנעזרים בשירות של עמותת אלם דיווחו על התמודדות עם חרדה ודיכאון בשנה החולפת. מתוך אלפי בני הנוער והצעירים שקיבלו סיוע באלם, מחציתם העידו על בדידות וקשיים ביצירת קשרים חברתיים. 13% דיווחו על פגיעה עצמית כולל ניסיונות אובדניים. כ-60% דיווחו על שימוש באלכוהול ו-40% על שימוש בסמים, כמו כן 22% היו מעורבים במקרה עבריינות. ועדת החינוך של הכנסת קיימה היום ישיבה מיוחדת שבה שמעה על הקשיים של נוער להט"בי במערכת החינוך. נציגי קהילת הלהט"ב דורשים ממשרד החינוך לנסח הנחיות ברורות להתייחסות לתלמידים להט"בים בבתי הספר. הדיווח של כתבתנו לענייני חינוך יובל מילר. בדיון שנערך בוועדת החינוך לפני כשעה חשפו התלמידים כי הם חווים עלייה במקרי להט"בופוביה במערכת החינוך וטענו שאין מענה מספק מצד המשרד. ברקע היעדר חוזר מנכ"ל שיתווה דרכי הפעולה של אנשי החינוך בינארי אמרה בכאב, בבתי הספר לא נותנים לנו להשתמש בשירותים הנכונים, לא נותנים לי לצאת לטיול ולא נותנים לי להשתתף בשיעורי ספורט. נציג הקואליציה היחיד שהגיע לוועדה, חבר הכנסת אלי דלל, דרש ממשרד החינוך לגבש מדיניות סדורה לטיפול בנושא ולסייע לתלמידי הלהט"ב במערכת החינוך. תחזית מזג האוויר לסיום, בלי שינוי ניכר, אלה החדשות.
Good morning, master of the world. Good morning, master of the world. Hi, boy, Good morning, master of the world. I boy
There are times when I stand by a mirror to take a close look at myself and the face that I see looking right back at me wishes it was someone else. But there is only one you. A fragment of light from above that would joyfully serve and cling to our shell. If only it knew the depth of his love. Time to leave your cocoon, my dear butterfly. Show yourself and the world just how. Hashem will be there at your side And Hashem will be there at your side There are times when I hear Playing, but it's more a lament than a song. I'm so used to the pain of its tragic refrain that whispers you don't belong. But there is only one you, Anishama. And sweet. Our lives are a chorus in praise of Hashem. And when your voice is missing, the song's incomplete. It's time to leave your cocoon, my dear butterfly. Show yourself and the world just how very high. Hashem will be there at your side, and Hashem will be there at your side. told every soul sent from heaven has its very own mountain to climb though some do prevail many stumble and fail 
And I know not which fate will be mine But there is only one you With the calling of your very own The road may be long A test of the heart But you'll never, no, never have to walk it alone Leave your cocoon, my dear butterfly Show yourself and the world just how very high You can fly, you can soar Once you unlock the door And Hashem will be there at your side Yes, he'll always be there at our side. J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Butterfly done by A.B. Rottenberg and Sholem Lemmer. The brand new one from Avram Freed, Boker Tov Ribono Shalom. Before that, to open up the hour here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, it's the 7 o'clock hour on a Tuesday. Not unusual for us to hear from Elliot Weiselberg. Uh, with our Yeshiva League sports update today, no exception, except the one difference is that Elliot is with us live via telephone. After all, this coming Sunday is the Martin Weiselberg Memorial Hockey Tournament. It's an annual junior hockey tournament that benefits Hatsala. I'd like everybody in our audience, <coughs> excuse me, especially those who would like to donate to Hatsala. Uh, to uh, go to the website at mwtournament.com, mwtournament.com, and you'll see the opportunities there to become a sponsor, to get raffle tickets, etc. and we will explain all of this as, again, Elliot Weiselberg is leading an effort to reach a really nice goal with the, with the uh, junior hockey a junior high hockey tournament uh, to benefit Hatzala. Elliot Weiselberg, uh, sports editor-in-chief of the Nahum Siegel Network. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nahum. Pleasure to be back on, as always. So it's uh, tournament time again. How many schools, how many teams have you put together for this coming Sunday? So for the 17th time, well, I can't say for the 17th time we've done with this number of teams, but again, we've uh, maxed our capacity to eight teams this year uh, with um, host Hester, uh, who we thank profusely for their uh, the ability to have the tournament with them for the second year in a row. Um, the, we'll lead the charge for the New York teams, the four New York league teams that we have, which are Hester, Hank, Artora and Halb, and the four New Jersey teams, as we usually have. Or New Jersey, we can't say fully New Jersey team. SAR is a part of them. SAR was the semi was the sorry was the runner up for the New Jersey league this year, and they're New York, but technically, when it comes to leagues, they're New Jersey. SAR, Mariah, Noam, and Yavne, uh, tournament stalwarts for the last several years. We're happy to have all these teams back. These kids are amazing kids. And as we like to celebrate them throughout the year, so too this Sunday, we're going to have a lot of these eight teams and uh, uh, just a full day of competition. Who are the defending champions? So that would be Mariah. Mariah 
dominated the field last year. A lot of their kids have graduated, but the kids that are returning are definitely formidable nonetheless. Uh, and we look forward to seeing exactly what they can do in their defense. Their uh, defense will start at uh, in game two of our uh, of our morning session at 10-10 on Sunday against the New York League champions from this year, the Hank Hurricanes. And this is all happening at Hafter, as you described, and Hafter is hosting the tournament. And I'm assuming that, again, now that we're post-COVID, etc., cetera, uh, the doors are open and people who want to come and see great hockey all day long can do so. Doors are open 635 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Uh, we charge nothing because we want everybody who wants to be able to enjoy to come in throughout the day, uh, be a part, take part, and uh, really help these kids accomplish their goal. Uh, one of the things I like to say is that we all walk in wearing different jerseys. We all have one team effort uh, to raise $10,000 for Hatsala. And everybody that wants to come in, be a part, play a part, uh, cheer these kids on. We, we greatly encourage it because what these kids are doing both on and off the court is a great accomplishment, and uh, we like to celebrate it with everybody possible. Uh, there is a donation tab at the top of MWTournament.com. It's an opportunity for everybody to participate. They've already raised over $5,000 of the $10,000 goal um, for the uh, tournament to benefit Hatsala. Uh, and there are different categories. You'll see it when you go to the donation page, different categories of sponsorships as you decide how much to give uh, to the tournament and how much to give to Hatsala uh, in honor of the tournament. If you go to the shop, if you go to the shop tab at the top of MWTournament.com, there are some amazing packages, uh, single prizes, etc. These are These are for sale or these are going to be raffled off? Oh, raffled off. One of the things we started a uh, little, I want to say I, just because of uh, the time that it's, uh, that's gone by in the middle, it's just a blur at this point. Uh, for the last decade or so, uh, we had, uh, we've had a, a memorabilia uh, Chinese auction raffle that the kids have come to enjoy because of the types of memorabilia, the hockey memorabilia that we have been able to uh, acquire in order to have this part of the event and it, it, it for them the the chance to win one of these great prizes has has really brought a an extra level of excitement to the day and uh, those prizes include islander tickets and alex ovechkin official game puck uh photo of wayne gretzky i'm assuming that's autograph photo correct Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Bobby Orr autographed puck, Victor Hedman autographed hockey helmet, and, of course, uh, one of the big items and one of the things you're touting, uh, which is the Adam Fox All-Star Game uh, autographed jersey. So uh, go to the shop tab at mwtournament.com, and you'll see how you can uh, uh, support Hatsala, and at the same time, uh, you can uh, get in on the raffle for these amazing prizes, all hockey-related, of course, uh, because of the big uh, Martin Weiselberg uh, Junior Hockey Tournament happening this coming Sunday at Hafter. Um, I, I'd, be remiss if I, I'd be remiss in all of this if I didn't say a couple of words about my father, who, whom this is for. Um, uh, my father was a big proponent of 
the of teaching the youth of tomorrow. He was the treasurer at Yeshiva Derek Torah for 17 years. And one of the big things that I took from him is the the need to to prepare the world for the next generation. And so through the tournament, this is what we try to do. We try to teach the kids that there is a, a an avenue, even though you're coming in for competition, uh, the unity is a very important part of it. Um, there is a chance in, in, in one fell swoop to to better the world, and that was one of the things that he really tried to um, enhance in his time uh, as treasurer at Derek Torah in, in making sure that every kid possible could, could get a Jewish education no matter what the cost. Well, there you have it, and that's one of the reasons that he had uh, such a major impact when it came to Jewish education, and we have an opportunity to memorialize Martin Weiselberg with yet another great hockey tournament, and uh, that's all happening this coming Sunday at Hafter. The eight schools that we mentioned are part of it. I hope everybody goes to the website, donates something so that Elliot and his crew will reach their goal when it comes to supporting Hatzala. And- uh, oh, oh, sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt. The kids. This is this is all about the kids. We want the kids to feel a sense of accomplishment uh, in something other than just a team competition. This is, I mean, while it is our while it is this our tournament, I want to stress this is about the kids reaching their goal, and we want to make sure that everybody knows that everybody is working towards the same goal for the kids. And in addition to straightforward donations, you can go to the shop tab at the at the top of uh, mwtournament.com and you can get in on the action uh, for the uh, items that are being raffled off, um, uh, all the hockey-related items that are being raffled off, autographed uh, uh, superstar memorabilia uh, in honor of the tournament and to, again, benefit Hatsala. mwtournament.com mwtournament.com it's happening all day long at hafter central avenue in cedarhurst those of you who'd like to go out there and participate you are more than invited and i would assume you have a big crowd just to begin with right between parents and and friends and relatives of the players i'm sure you get a nice crowd to uh, just to start things off elliot including the kids including staff including people that generally come throughout the day i'd say we generally get over the course of the day at least uh, five to seven hundred people walking in through the doors uh, over the course of the um, nine-hour day starting at 9.30 in the morning, generally running to 6.30 in the afternoon. Although people cannot make it, uh, we will have our, uh, we'll have our, uh, our games broadcast live on the website, uh, mwtournament.com, where they can also decide to participate, donate, uh, and buy raffle tickets uh, throughout the day as well. The live video on the website, the live video Sunday on the website at mwtournament.com. And again, as Elliot just mentioned, you'll have an opportunity even while the games are going on to donate and to uh, purchase raffle tickets all there on the website, mwtournament.com, mwtournament.com for this coming Sunday. Now we turn to you, Elliot, a Shiva League sports update. Anything from these past seven days that you'd like to tell the audience? Ironically, um, it, there isn't going to be much different from last week's uh, sports update, if only because we're down to Championship Sunday. Uh, cha- I say Championship Sunday. That's Championship Sunday for myself. But championship, uh, the championship time for the spring league. And last week we chronicled the, uh, the happenings of SAR and Christian. This week really isn't going to be much different because those were two of the biggest combatants in the Yeshiva League Championship for the indoor sports. 
which for all but one league has wrapped up. So starting out with the uh, with the soccer leagues, it really did split itself into two schools, and the two schools, as we discussed, SAR and Frisch, the SA, the SAR uh, school took home the two boys' uh, soccer championships. The SAR's varsity team defeated TADC 11-4, to while the JV team took home a championship with a romp of uh, over their opponents, which was North Shore. So congratulations to SAR on sweeping the boys' uh, soccer championships, and congratulations to Frisch on sweeping the girls' championships in soccer. The uh, girls' JV team, as you chronicled, defeated Maya Note a few weeks ago. Um, this past week, they defeated SAR 11-3 to in their championship uh, uh, excursion. Uh, the two teams also happened to meet up in the girls' hockey championship this past week. And a little bit of, uh, a little bit of deja vu, or at least a little bit of parallel from the March championships between uh, the boys' squad. In, in March, the uh, SAR boys' team was victorious in overtime uh, by, uh, via a goal from Gabriel Hornglass. This time it was Frisch. Uh, in the girls' squad, uh, being uh, victorious over SAR with a goal from his cousin, Emma Hornbless. So congratulations to Frisch on that championship. Uh, sort of divided between the two uh, in terms of boys and girls. Uh, and in this situation, actually, this is the first time that we have all three high school championships for hockey, the boys' JV, boys' varsity, and girls' varsity going into overtime uh, in order to have the game decided. So that leaves us just with, with just a few short uh, leagues for the rest of the year. Boys volleyball uh, is going has just reached its final stage. That'll be SAR and Ramaz, two perennial powerhouses in the, uh, in the boys volleyball league. SAR back in another championship, defeating the RS 3-0. In their matchup in the semifinals, Ramaz taking out Northwood 3 nothing in their semifinals. So the two of them will meet up, and that will close out the indoor season for spring. Heading outdoors to softball, boys varsity inside at its, at its semifinal stage. Although actually one participant last year's champion, May, has already punched his ticket to the championship with a 3 nothing win over Kezertor. They'll await the winner. Uh, this Sunday's uh, semifinal between YDE and Hillel to find out who they will face in boys' JV. The May squad has uh, already advanced as well, defeating TABC 12-2. to They will face Hillel with, uh, sorry, no, they'll face YDE, who just eked out the victory over half their 10-9. On the other end of the bracket, Neta Hatora and Hillel face off in the girls' Uh, softball league. They are up to their semifinals as well. Brewery and Frisch have already advanced. Frisch defeating SKA. Uh, Brewery had uh, a really amazing upset win over Salamat. And Ilan will now await the winner of the Hank Hillo game, which will take place tonight. And finally, over in boys baseball. Uh, I think this may seem a little familiar. Oh, we're in a semifinal stage now where we will have SAR and Hessel one end of the bracket and Christian and DRS in the other end of the bracket. Uh, 
as we discussed. Yeah, we're having a lot of trouble hearing you, Elliot. I apologize. I don't know if it's the phone or what, but okay. we're. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry about that. I'm here. So at the end of the record, so there's an opportunity. Elliot, are you there? Elliot. Elliot, are you there? All right, I don't know what I don't know what happened to Elliot. Elliot Weiselberg with our Yeshiva League Sports update in the seven o'clock hour every Tuesday here at JM the M. Don't don't forget to go to MWTournament.com. Information about the Junior Hockey League tournament this coming Sunday. Uh, in memory of Martin Weiselberg, MWTournament.com. They have a goal for the uh, uh, for Hatsala uh, in terms of donations, and they have a page, the shop tab at the top of the website where you can get in on the raffles that are uh, available, uh, hockey-related raffles available for this coming Sunday. Elliot? Yep. Oh, there you are. All right. Uh, Sorry. No, I, don't know, I don't know if you heard me towards the end of it, but I, I was sort of waxing poetic how about how we're talking about two schools at this point, and, uh, uh, but that just goes to show the, the, how two schools have really stepped up and become a dominant force throughout the entire year. Pretty amazing. Good luck on Sunday. We're rooting for everybody to have a very successful tournament. Appreciate it. Thank you so much again for all your support, Nachum, and thank you to everybody and all of our sponsors out there who have already uh, donated part and uh, and sponsored and bought raffle tickets on behalf of these kids. Live stream available this Sunday for the entire tournament at mwtournament.com. And again, we encourage everybody to go to the website and uh, and uh, help support Hatsala with the effort that the kids are making in the Martin Weiselberg Memorial Hockey Tournament. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebin Besovalevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Besovalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says, Omar Rabba Barbachana. Rabba Barbachana said, Omar Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Koshala Zavgun Kikrias Yamsuf. It is as difficult to make a matrimonial match as splitting the sea of reeds. The Ksav Soifra asks the question, we see that there are Shidduchim happening every day, so it's difficult for us to understand where's the difficulty. The Ksav Soifra explains, what does it mean, Kosha Kriyas Yamsuf? We find by Kriyas Yamsuf, it says, Legoizer Yamsuf Ligzorim, Hashem made the miracle for each Yochid, each Shevet had its own char. Similarly, by Parnasa, for livelihood, the Pasuk tells us, lohem that Hashem Yisbarach gives everybody the Parnasa when they need it and whatever they need. This would mean that they were really two nisim by Kriyas Yamsuf, one for the entire Bnei Yisrael and one for every yochid, for every individual. Concerning a match, there has to be two conditions as well. It has to be a zivug hogoin, bein ish isha. It has to be for each of them, the husband and wife, it has to be good. And also, it has to be a zivug, that is good for Klal Yisrael, that they will participate in Duchesed for others in Klal Yisrael, and that their children will be the same. In the Sefer HaChinuch, Mitzvah 430, it says there that only a person 
who is metiv l'acherim, who helps other people and who is of benefit to this world, is called a sholem, somebody that is complete. Shari Tshuva says, min ikrim hanidrashim min ha'adam. It is one of the main requirements of a person that they help others. And as we know, Reb Chaim said, Adam lo la'atzmo nivro. A person was not created for themselves. Rak lo'il acherim kechol A person should try to help others as much as they possibly can. This is the explanation of the Gemara according to the Yam Simcha. Just to make a shidduch, to find the man and woman that will be good for both. That's not so difficult. The difficulty lies in finding the shidduch that will be comparable to the Kriyas Yamsuf, that it contains both pratim, that they could be good for each other, but they will also be good for Klau Yisrael. May we hear Besuros Tavos, Yeshuas Venechamos. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser, of course. Our good friend Yassi Baumel is Director of Development and Public Relations for Merkar Chaim, the amazing yeshiva in Israel that we've spoken about on many occasions here at J.M. and the A.M. And I'm going to make this very, very simple before I introduce Yassi. There is a two-day uh, campaign a, with a three million shekel goal to help uh, yeshiva Makarachai um, and move from its temporary facility in Kfaretzion to its permanent facility in Neve Daniel. And this campaign is happening today and tomorrow, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And we are hoping that just like if you, if you go to the campaign, you'll see so many people uh, in Israel have uh, gone ahead and have already contributed and been part of this campaign. And we are hoping that our friends here in the United States uh, and uh, around the Anglo world will do the very same thing uh, and support a yeshiva that's making a big difference in the state of Israel. Yassi Baumol, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's really a pleasure to be on this program, but I'm waiting to see a new studio on my next trip. Have you not been here Have yet? You- Holy cow! <laughs> So it's not it's just like two it, months, three months. It's not just Makar Chaim that is moving from temporary to permanent. We also went from temporary to permanent, so we know what it's like, and we know what it's like asking everybody out there to help out. And I'm hoping, I see, thank God, on the Israel side of this campaign, things are going very, very well. I'm hoping that our friends here in the United States and other English-speaking parts of the world will go ahead and uh, contribute to the campaign today and tomorrow. How, in fact? Is the campaign going so far? Well, actually, the, we haven't officially started yet. Ooh. We're starting in 20 minutes with Mincha on the lawn of Kvaratzion, and then we're having dancing, and that's when, and then we're going to be launching the uh, war room where we're going to be having everybody calling and uh, emailing and uh, trying to raise money. Uh, so far, uh, we've raised uh, about 800,000 shekel just you know, working up on the last few days to it and uh, we're looking forward to doing it. Uh, by the way, I just want to clarify, if you want to find the website, the easiest thing to do is to write charity with a D, charity, 
Yossi Baumel, and you'll find my page right away. Oh, interesting. Okay? Just Google Google charity Yossi Baumel, and it'll say McCorkheim, USA, text Duckle United States. All right, so, I, so I'm going to do both, if you don't mind. I'm going to announce both. First of all, if you just Google charity with a D uh, with the name Yossi Baumel, you'll get to Yossi's page. Also, the charity page is available at charity.com slash That's charity.com slash M-A-K-O-R letter C, and you can get information in that way as well. All right, uh, so we know there's an important... By the way, you're doing really well for a campaign that hasn't started yet, Baruch Hashem. I think you're almost a third of the way there, uh, which is pretty remarkable. But let, let's remind everybody, you know, we talk about there are a lot of yeshivas in Israel. There are plenty of great educational institutions, and plenty of them, of course, have a connection to people here in the United States. But there is something unique about Makar Chaim. You've been able to convey that to us over the years. What would you say to people uh, around the world about why this yeshiva is so different and why, in fact, it's been so successful in conveying, uh, in educating um, uh, so many, uh, so many of our youth in Israel, and really creating great leaders among the Jewish people. I would say basically that our yeshiva has become the foremost Jewish educational laboratory for teaching methods uh, based on Hasidic principles and new psychological methods. And uh, the proof of that is is that you know um, this all. How did this all start? Um, uh, my friend Mati Dan from Bekerot Kohanim uh, years ago told me that, uh, that when uh, there's an organization that has something important to do or to say or to teach, God comes and gives it an economic challenge. <laughs> because if they wouldn't be challenged economically, the Rosh Hashim would sit in the corner and teach 10 guys and no one would ever hear of them. But when somebody has something important to say, God brings them out. Much in the way I think that when our kids grow up and they need to make a living, God gets them out into the marketplace and they have to show what their special skills are. And this is what happened uh, here. Um, eight years ago, when I started working with McCork, I am no, practically nobody knew who Robert Dove Zinger was. And I told him, how can I raise money in America if no one knows who he is? And what happened was, is that his teachings became so publicized in the United States and so popular uh, that we have, you know, besides our yeshiva, we also have a teacher's training program here in Israel, and that's grown now to 10 schools uh, all, all throughout the world, and we, another four uh, or five joining us next year. Uh, just to mention, we are now working in depth with the following schools, SIR, Riverdale, Mayanot, Kushner, uh, Fuchs Mizrahi, Hill Torah, Oakland Hebrew School, and kids from coast to coast, and even in Manchester, uh, and in Toronto, we've been, we, we're working with the staff of all these schools, and they're trying to copy and learn our methods uh, of teaching kids and getting to their souls. Well, So this is really how it started, and it's always founded by Adin uh, Steinsaltz, who was termed the uh, once-in-a-millennium scholar uh, by Time magazine. So this is uh, something that's come out, become very popular. By the way, we don't need to raise money for our work in the United States. It's all f- covered thanks to the Mayberg Family Foundation and the United Foundation. They cover to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars our training teachers throughout the United States, uh, throughout North America and, uh, and the U.K. Jesse Baumel's with us live via telephone. You know, it's interesting. I, I keep saying, and, and as I mentioned earlier, there's a, uh, as much as it's yeshiva in Israel, we've always felt very connected to it uh, outside of Israel, in the diaspora, and specifically in the United States. 
but what you just said is is a really practical example of how this yeshiva is not just educating the youth of Israel, but is having a major effect on schools um, and students in the United States. I mean, the list that you just gave us from both within New York and New Jersey and some of the schools that are outside of New York and New Jersey here in the United States are actual beneficiaries of the work of Makor Chaim on a regular basis. So folks, when you are contributing and when you're helping them with their brand new campus, you're not just helping a, a yeshiva in Israel with a brand new campus. You're helping an institution that's really uh, having a tremendous ripple effect on students and institutions here in the United States. And that must have been pretty revolutionary, right? To bridge this gap between Israel and the diaspora and include students from across the seas and what's happening at Makar Chaim? Absolutely. What's very interesting is just for the first time, our educational director in the United States, Yehuda Chalice, has gotten yeshivas in Israel asking about the program in America. Because these are yeshivas that serve, you know, American students, and they're interested in learning these methods also. So it's like really unbelievable. You know, we started here, and we moved overseas, and now it's coming back here to Israel as well, although we've been training teachers here for many, many years for the Israeli schools. Uh, so it's like an amazing thing. I, I just wanted to point out, though, that despite all the wonderful work we're doing and all the funding we're getting, the whole idea was in the beginning was to make our uh, uh, Torah known so that we can build our campus and still uh, the uh, they have to say, how do they say in Yiddish? The shoemaker goes barefoot. Right. So now there are all these schools benefiting, but we still need to finish uh, off the campus. And it's very interesting. Uh, this week, we just marked two days ago the yard site of Naftali Gidal, Gilad, and Ayal, who were kidnapped and uh, murdered by Hamas in the summer of 2014. Uh, the, the yard site was just two days ago. And what happened was is that during the search for the three boys, all the Israeli politicians came to our yeshiva because basically that was the headquarters because two, two out of the three were our students. And everybody came to be with us and to daven and to, to visit with us. And, and, and they saw the horrible conditions we were living in, all these broken caravans from 50 years ago. And they said, how come you guys don't have a piece of land? We said, we've been for land for, for, for decades, but no one's giving us. And the Monday after the boys were kidnapped, before they found them even, the head of the civil administration came to us with two propositions. One was complicated legally, uh, and this one was near Nevei Daniel, and this one was the easiest one. We still had a fight before I came on. Nothing happened for over a year because uh, there were, you know, Arabs who claimed the land was theirs, etc. We had to straighten out all the legal aspects, uh, but then it's been home clear, and we've been building nonstop since then, and we're moving in this summer to the minimum that we need to move into, which is two large dormitory complexes, a beautiful bed, midrash and dining room, and a, uh, a school building with classrooms and uh, conference rooms and laboratories, etc. So all this is being built in one shot, and we're moving in. Our a contract in Kfaratzion ends on July 31st, and we're out of here. Amazing. And two other schools coming to Burley to be here. Uh, instead of us. And Makar Chaim's uh, permanent home will be in Neve Daniel um, all these years Actually, later. It's not in Neve Daniel. It's outside of Neve Daniel. Uh, those who visited the area and maybe took a jeep tour of the area know that there's an ancient road called Derech Avot, which runs from the area of Kfaretzion along Shvut behind El Azar towards Neve Daniel. They found original mikvehs and uh, Roman milestones there was the original highway that connected Hebron and Shalayim. And we're on that outside of the Bay Daniel. It was sort of like building a whole new neighborhood 
right outside of the Vedanya. I hope you don't need deliveries on that road because it can be challenging for some of those trucks to get through, frankly. <laughs> That's okay because the shortcut is from the main new road. That you go, it's, it's closer than the Vedanya to the main road. You can walk in two minutes from the Yeshiva to the main road, and it's, it's fine. And the main road they're working on, of course, to build it into a four-lane highway. They started working again in our area as well. So uh, things will be really nice in the area. You never know, Yassi Baumel, in addition to helping get to the 3 million shekel goal, and I really hope our listeners do help get to that goal over these two days, um, there may be people considering sponsorship opportunities. You are getting a lot of support, thank God, from the United States. Are the dormitories, are the uh, classrooms, are, are, are some of those buildings and structures uh, still offering sponsorship opportunities for families from this area of the world? Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, we have lots of available uh, dedications still for people, really, really meaningful dedications. on their, You know, I always, when I take people to the campus, we stop off at a mitzvah that was there to, that was there for the last two and a half thousand years. And I tell them that the uh, dedication plaque may have fell off, but the dedicated uh, property is still here after two and a half thousand years. Where can you find such a place where you know for sure that your that your do- donation will be there forever and ever and ever? You've taken us to that area, and it's a pretty amazing visit, frankly. Yeah. I hope yeah, everybody. It's really special. I hope everybody in our audience um, helps out as Makor Chaim goes to its permanent home outside of Neve Daniel. It's a two-day charity campaign. As Yassi Baumel mentioned earlier, you literally can search online charity Yassi Baumel C H A. R-I-D-Y, Yassi Baumel, and get to his page and help with his live campaign toward the 3 million shekel. Or you can go to the charity website, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, charity.com slash C. That's M-A-K-O-R-C. And you'll see there the uh, full campaign with the videos and the statements and all of the beautiful donations, many of them, the majority of them in Hebrew, uh, with beautiful messages about Makor Chaim. We would like to uh, uh, get as many uh, of the people from this side of the world speaking English and leaving messages in English uh, to help with the campaign to get to the 3 million shekel goal. And uh, those of you out there uh, who um, who are heading to Israel this summer, remember, it's now June. That means many of you have trips scheduled for July and especially for August. Get in touch with Yossi Baumel. The areas that he described in the last few minutes are incredible to see, and the yeshiva, frankly, is part of that uh, for the reasons that he and I uh, both mentioned. And uh, who knows? You and your family may want to make a larger commitment to the area and to the yeshiva. Uh, it, is a, it is certainly a worthwhile project. Those of us who believe in the future of the Jewish people know how important education is, and Makar Chaim is certainly doing something right in addition to what they're doing that's having so much of an effect on students here uh, in the Jewish communities of the United States. Yassi Baumel, anything else about this campaign that you'd like to add, sir? I just want to point out that uh, we're not just yeshiva, not just a high school. We have a, an adult outreach program uh, where we have a, a festive uh, a musical filot held throughout the country in different places every twice a month usually, or at least once a month. We have an, a, an adult education program where tens of thousands of people take part in every single year. We have are well-known events in the great synagogue on Sukkot and on Pesach, Kolomoid, where we have the place fills up with thousands of people uh, with a musical davening that can't be beat. It's unbelievable experience. 
Uh, and uh, we're doing a lot of other things in that area, training teachers here and there. We have a we actually have a theater uh, group that uh, a Jewish theater group that does performances throughout the country. Uh, you can go to our website at makorchaim.org, M-A-K-O-R-C-H-A-I-M dot O-R-G to see a lot of our activities there and some beautiful pictures of the new campus. Uh, and uh, well, I'd love to see people come to visit with us, and it's always a pleasure to speak with you, Nachum. I miss you since you came to visit Mazel Tov again. We both shared Simchas over, over the last few months. I married off the last of my nine children. We danced with our brooms. And uh, you also made a, a wedding recently. So Mazel Tov to all of us, and we should only share Simcha together. One of the ba- basic messages of Makor Chaim is that if we don't serve God the Simcha, we got to serve Him with other emotions, and we're better off serving with Simcha. Amen to that. And it was wonderful having you at our Simcha. It was incredible to read about the, what you just said, the, uh, uh, the, the ninth and final Baruch Hashem wedding that you and your family made. It took a while to get to the broom dance, but I guess it was certainly worthwhile and worth the wait. And uh, now Baruch Hashem, uh, all your children uh, are living in the Holy Land, which is pretty amazing. Yassi Baumol, in addition to inviting you to uh, join him during the summer to see the Makar Chaim campus and that whole area of Israel that's so special, is reminding you, as am I, that the campaign is on today and tomorrow. Let's make it a success. It's already, before it's officially even begun, it's already off to a great start. Let's add to it, everybody. It's charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com, slash Makor C, M-A-K-O-R-C, or you could literally search the words charity with a D, Yassi Baumol, and get straight to his page and contribute uh, to the uh, campaign uh, to get to, to, to finish the brand new campus uh, uh, right near Neve Daniel. Yassi Todaraba. Yeah. Okay. I just want to point out one more thing. You know, people, when they see organizations in Israel, they never know how important it really is. It's hard to tell from far away. When you have an organization, that does so well in Israel, when you see all those donations in Hebrew, you know that this is an important organization that everybody in Israel knows is important and the people in the state should support as well. Yeah, my point have exactly. Thank you very, very much. A pleasure. My point exactly. Okay. We we have... We have I'm sorry? Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's my point exactly. We see all the beautiful messages and how important the uh, yeshiva is to the community in Israel. And that's why I'd like to see, especially because of its international influence, uh, but for other reasons as well, uh, I'd like to see people here in the United States support the yeshiva and understand uh, why it's important to Jewish communities all around the world. Todarabai, Yassi Bamel. Bakasha, have a great day, and thanks again, Nahum. Good to talk to you. A pleasure. Charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y. You can search the words Charity Yassi Baumel and get to the campaign. You can go to the charity website, charity.com slash C M-A-K-O-R-C, asking everybody in our audience to pitch in something toward the 3 million shekel goal. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
Etai David with Yerushalayim wrapping up the hour for us here at JM in the AM. Before that, the Makar Chaim selection that we did from uh, Omek Hadavar in honor of the Yeshiva Makar Chaim and its campaign that we spoke about, the 3 million Shekel campaign that's on right now. We love when the majority of our guests in a single morning are from Israel, and sure enough, our friends Isaac and Rubenstein, an amazing duo out of Israel, are going to be speaking to us from the Holy Land in the, just a couple of minutes. Right here at JM in the AM. So our connection to the Holy Land continues. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up the hour, just want to wish a Mazel Tov. This is going out, of course, to the Leitner and Lichtenstein families. The Leitner and Lichtenstein families, Miri Leitner and Aaron Lichtenstein are a very recently engaged couple. We had the opportunity last night to celebrate with them at the Lechaim. And I want to give a, a special mazel tov to Devorah and the Yassi Leitner of Flatbush, a, um, a very dedicated listener, Devorah Leitner. And uh, so that makes the Simcha even uh, more extra special, if you will. Uh, so to the Leitners of Flatbush, and of course, to our dear relatives, the Lichtenstein family here on the Lower East Side, uh, Zali Lichtenstein, Aaron, of course, is Zali's son, and the uh, the son of our uh, dear late cousin, Karen. Uh, we wish the Chassan and Kala, Miri, and Aaron a very, very special Mazda from all of us here at JMM, and again, to the Leitner and Lichtenstein families, as well. Our friends Isaac and Rubenstein join us from Israel next, but first a taste of one of their latest selections called Adon Olam at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world of web and AlchemSingle.com on the AlchemSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Terrible, 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 terrible
Isaac and Rubenstein, a Don alum. A pretty cool Don alum, to say the least. Here at JM in the AM. Dan Isaac and Benjamin Rubenstein have been creating and performing contemporary Jewish music around the world for over 13 years, mainly under the stage name Star. By the way, I'm told that I, I was told by the NSN historian that uh, six years ago we actually spoke with them on the air uh, with their group Star. Their inspiring Jewish music project comes from an array of nigunim developed, recorded, and produced by the duo in Israel. With the addition of their bass player, Yitzhak Mordechai, Isaac and Rubenstein create acoustic, live, real, and beautiful music with memorable melodies and rich harmonies that will touch the soul. Uh, Dan Isaac and Benjamin Rubenstein, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hey, good morning. Hey, thank you for having us. Thank you. A pleasure. Uh, we'll, we'll, try to, <laughs> we'll try to direct the questions, or you guys can actually choose who wants to answer what. First of all, uh, we should mention that both of you were originally from England, right? That's right. Yep. Was your was your Aliyah yeah, Brad from uh, was was your Aliyah Brad from Epic was your from Al- London was your Aliyah experience as youth, or was your Aliyah experience when you were much older than than being a kid? Okay, so for me, um, Dan, uh, I came here to yeshiva at. Uh, at age 19, I went to Nativaria for three years, and that was the end of that. I never went back. Um, got married and moved to Ramat Bechemesh. I've been here ever since, coming on 19 years. And Brad, uh, Brad moved here uh, a little bit later on. Brad, do you want to answer for yourself? Yeah, sure. Hello. Um, yeah, I moved here with my family, actually on a pilot trip with my wife and three kids at the time. Sort of cut the umbilical cord to my, uh, my career and... Uh, Moved out here to study for four months in 2005 and then made Aliyah in 2006. Um, yeah, with my wife and three kids and been here since. I can't believe it's been 17 years. We're well, you, you've both described two of the ways that people dream about getting to Israel. One, of course, is as a young couple or with a young family and, uh, you know, going ahead and, uh, and, and uh, taking that step together. And the other one, Dan, when you go to yeshiva and say to yourself or realize there's a possibility, I'm never going back you know, to your own homeland. That's pretty cool. And I wonder, I would think that a lot of kids kids uh, as they leave as 18 and 19 year olds as they leave the u.s and other places outside of israel you know have that thought in the back of their mind that just maybe they'll go to israel and to stay there forever yeah well in in my case like i've got family here i used to come here obviously uh, growing up in 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 the in, in the summers and i knew as a as a little kid walking around the streets and you know going to jewish school and knowing how to read Hebrew and you're walking down the streets and, and the signs are in Hebrew and everyone's speaking in Hebrew. And I would always ask my parents, like, why, why do we have to like, you know, walk around in England, hiding our keeper? Like, why, why do I have to tuck my pace like into my, into my baseball cap? Why, why do we move here? Look, it's, this is, this is where we belong. So when I came here at age 16 on tour with Benair Kiva, already then I was like, this is it. This is me. This is me. I came back after about six weeks in, in the summer at age 16. I came back and I looked like 
like an Israeli off the beach, Tel Aviv. You know, <laughs> uh, I couldn't speak much Hebrew, but my accent was flawless. I get into a, I get into a cab and I'd be like, "Achi, yeah, I'm going to go to Batyam." And he started just talking, and I'm like, "No, no, that, that, that's it. Like, I don't speak anymore. That's it. I, I have no other words. I'm getting there. I'm working on it." He's like, "Why, Lord Datisha? I'm like, I, I used to fool them, fool myself, uh, into thinking, you know, that I was fully fledged, but that didn't actually happen until, like I said, Nativarie, three years, and I knew that I wasn't coming back. It's, in fact, it's funny. I, I've also pulled that Hebrew routine in Israel, and for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, the cab drivers and Israelis also have told me that my Hebrew is excellent, and I'm wondering what they're listening to. But hey, it helps with the adjustment because at least you're surrounded by people who feel like you belong there. Also, this is an added benefit. I'm glad Isaac and Rubenstein were invited to join us this morning here at JM and the AM. I didn't realize that we would get an incredible. Uh, inspiring story about Aliyah, uh, about how someone's in Israel as a youth, uh, as a teenager, and feels that this is where they belong. Something to think about, everybody, and certainly something to think about as we send our own children uh, to Israel from the diaspora uh, to study for a year. Dan Isaac and um, and Benjamin Rubenstein are with us live via telephone. So you guys, and as we said earlier, that although sometimes I need to be reminded because I don't remember every show we've done, uh, you went ahead, you formed Star. It's not hard. And again, I, you know, Dan, Benjamin, whoever wants to take the question, it's not hard to find good musicians in Israel, right? When you wanted to find uh, colleagues uh, that could, you know, put together a group that would sing your songs, that would perform, that would be into practicing and performing. Uh, it's not difficult. To do. There's a lot of talent in the Holy Land, right? There's a lot of talent here, yeah. Baruch Hashem. A lot from Chutzpah Oretz and a lot, a lot of guys born and bred. In Eretz Israel, there are yeah, there's a lot of talent. I mean, even in, even in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Beit Shemesh where we we live, um, we've got the likes of Yosef Karduna here. I go to shul with Ari Goldwag. We've got David Lowy here. Uh, we have Nissin Black here. Um, you know, we have a whole bunch. Of, we have uh, Yaakov Shlaki's brother. Oh, Yosef Chaim's there. Yeah, I'm sorry, Yosef yeah. Chaim. Yeah, Yosef Chaim Shweki. All here in Beit Shemesh. So yeah, I mean, you know. And, I guess uh, just an expression, a Jewish expression is music, you know, the, the whole idea of reaching beyond the plane of the physical world and, you know, shutting your eyes and reaching out. It's something that's inbred with us. So, yeah. Yeah, that's also true, by the way. They bring another level of spirituality. I mean, after all, if they've moved to Israel or if they... Hello? There we go. If they've mo- Are you guys still there? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, if, they, quite what it, there, yeah. if they move to Israel or if they grew up there, they're bringing a, you know, a, a different level of spirituality to the musical experience, uh, which is also something to consider. And I'm assuming that the group, we talked about Star, how you guys were on the air six years ago, and a lot of people in this audience know your music. I'm assuming basically yeah. that the time constraints and commitments, you know, just make it very hard for a group to be together. And if you want to continue to advance, you know, in, your, in, in the musical field, you, you sometimes have to, you know, shake things up a bit right would, would that be the right di- description yeah i mean look star um when i first went to i went to asia torah and met ori murray the uh formidable rapper and um great personality and a fantastic friend. uh and um you know i met him just before he was married we formed star in about 2007 and um we got together with dan 2008 about a year later we we were you know we were like brothers 
from different mothers as it were. We lived in each other's pockets. And yeah, kids were younger. We had a lot more time uh, to invest into the music and we made headway for Hashem in Eretz Israel. And we also came on tour a little bit into America, UK, Poland, other parts of Europe. Um, the Star Project was just, uh, you know, a phenomenal project and still kind of is. Um, people often ask us, you know, are you guys going to be playing together? I think what happened was in 2013, 14, something like that, I think Ori Murray actually received a, um, a really fantastic offer to go to Chutz Oretz as a, as a campus rabbi uh, oh, wow. in Manchester. And at that particular time, Dan and myself, um, we were at a little bit of a loss. And that's, I guess, where the seed was really planted. These are the Isaac and Rubinstein. We started writing music, which didn't have, you know, room for, for any rap. It was just pure, pure Nagunim. Right. Um, in fact, actually, on our first album, which is Infinity, the Star album, we, we had some songs which had little or no rap anyway. Um, and uh, people asked us, you know, you know, those songs without rap, would you consider ever making an album, Star album, without rap? Which was sort of a bit of a juxtaposition because we were a rap band, so how could we do that? Um, <laughs> actually, Oh, so uh, interestingly, Ori came back um, in 2015, and we jumped into this program called Hakochava Bar, which is Israel's version of um, of X Factor, and we we kind of advanced to the semi semi final stage, which was fantastic. But we were told essentially that the winner of that has to represent Israel in the Eurovision, and because we couldn't break Shabbos, we were somehow eked out of the show. I can't go into too many details, but we weren't allowed to advance to the finals. And after that, um, Ori, again, I think, might have been considered to take a job sort of in Oryx. And so Dan and myself were like, you know, let's go Vita. Isaac and Rubenstein was born at that time. So you guys, I don't know why we keep, I don't know why we keep getting there. performing live. I mean, we were talking about the amount of shows that we've done with Star. And it's like it's something close to about 400 shows together. And, you know, we love playing for groups coming into you know, Eric Israel and yeshivas and seminaries and what have you. We wanted to play, but we couldn't actually launch ourselves by playing. And, you know, doing a Zoom concert didn't feel overly, you know, I guess, uh, personal or what we wanted to do. But Baruch Hashem, the last year, we've been able to play a lot more. So that's been the, so you, uh, the kind of position. So you guys could have won that competition? I mean, I, I, look, I'm asking you, the artists. Obviously, you're not going to say anything <laughs> but yes. But, but seriously, it's a uh, – and, you know, I understand the whole Shabbos thing, and I'm, I'm sure it was dealt with in an unfair fashion that I get. Uh, but you know th- that says something when you're when you're in a, 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 in, a uh, in an arena like that, and you're uh, you know in a situation like that, and you're good enough, you know, to come in first place. That's 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 you know that's pretty amazing, frankly. Yeah, we we it, as soon as it goes, to, I don't know how much I can say. I can't say. Let me just tell you this: that essentially, our ratings on TV were really really high here at the time. Wow. I just want to say I want to. Obviously, you know, we had Heterim from the Rabonim. We actually asked really interesting questions during the show, such as, you know, if you could speak in front of 600,000 people, like what message would you give in like a 30-second snippet? Just because, we, you know, we had a lot of exposure here. Right. And we were asking the Rabonim, uh, every step of the way what we can and can't do. A lot of people walking around, you know, not in the, in the best uh, dressed place and space. But, um, I would imagine. You know, essentially, as soon as it went into the finals, it came out of the studio hands and went into the like the lot into the phone in across the country and that way that i guess there would be a, a lack of control right with who can rest and i just didn't want to yeah they, have been put in that. i totally get it i totally understand it isaac and rubenstein are with us dan isaac and benjamin rubenstein are with us live from israel a new music alert 
Tuesday here at JM and the AM. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to play the Bama Shiach selection. Then we'll get these gentlemen's impression of that song. And hopefully they'll give us a more in-depth analysis of what their music is all about. And their style of music is all about. From Israel, Isaac and Rubenstein, Bama Shiach. You're listening to JM and the AM. It's Isaac and Rubenstein out of Israel. All right, Dan and Binyamin, tell us what musical style we're listening to and why it is such a success, why it resonates with listeners around the world. I think um, I think it's um, it's just very, as you mentioned in the beginning, just, our, just the way that we approach music is very real and it's organic and it's it's authentic. Um, we steer away from overly produced electronic sound and really just are connected to the live instrumentation. We feel that that has more of a, a neshama in the music. So that's the way the music is presented. Everything that we record is all live instruments. We don't, we, we don't use keyboards <laughs> um, or sounds and swishes and things like that. Um, and we just feel that that kind of permeates the neshama uh, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a more pure way. Um, we kind of ask a question regularly, you know, if the Mashiach was to come, you know, Bezat Hashem, we should see him speedily in our days, um, and we're going to be celebrating, we, would, we were kind of like figuring, you know, what, what would be the music in the base of Mikdash, you know, <laughs> Psalm 150. You know, you've got, you got, the, you got, you got the, the stringed instruments and the, and the shofar and the, uh, you know, and, and the drum. These are like instruments that are mentioned by uh, David Melech. And we feel that we're tapping into something that, you know, maybe bringing it back a little bit to the, to the true, uh, true sound, but still kind of keeping it a little bit fresh where we can. Um, yeah, it just feels just natural and honest. And we've noticed from receivers and seminaries that we've played to, instead of sort of bouncing in front of an MP3 player, um, you know, which we see a lot of people do, you know, the, the, the students connect with, with the live live sound oh they like the live they like the live authentic sound is right do you do you even bother all the time having other instruments you know backing you up or is it uh, very often just two guitars or one guitar that's uh, uh that's accompanying isaac and rubenstein 
Well, actually, we're, we're just uh, a single guitar, which Brad plays, and a bass guitarist. And I sit on a drum called a cajon, which I've hooked up with all sorts of uh, contraptions to help me play the thing at the same time as singing. Um, and that's it. It's, it's a three-piece, two vocals. But what people do say is when they hear us is a very common thing that we've, we hear over the years. I can't believe that that sound came from just you two guys. <laughs> Hold on. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> thinking as you're describing it. Uh, I get the yeah. I get the acoustic sound and how the live performance, you know, so often uh, you want it to sound as pure as possible. And obviously that's where, the direction you're going in. Uh, but when you, you know, when you get a full song or at least what sounds like, you know, a full rich sound and the maximum is three instruments, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brad has a very a very unique uh, way of playing guitar. I mean, like I won't do it justice explaining how it works, but he's able to get such a full sound out of that guitar. It, it happens to be that the guitar itself is uh, that he uses is uh, is a relic. <laughs> it's uh, it's an antique. It's probably as about as old as you are. No, Brad. What is that? Sixty, <laughs> seventy? Such a uh, no. So yeah, <laughs> it was born in 1970. My apologies to Isaac and Rubenstein. Did not realize that our conversation had dropped out in the middle. This is the Better With You selection that they introduced today to our audience. It's their latest Isaac and Rubenstein Better With You at JM in the AM. Isaac and Rubenstein, better with you. It's the brand new one. And again, my apologies. The uh, last few minutes of our conversation, which was going so well for some reason, we still can't figure out why, 
uh, for some reason, we dropped uh, our network connection. And um, anyway, that's the story. These, these things happen, as we know. Not too often, thank God, but they do happen. JM and the AM, good morning. Welcome to a, a Tuesday broadcast. Tomorrow, it's by Dr. J.J. Schachter, or by Dr. Jacob J. Schachter. Uh, project, or I should say Operation Benjamin. Operation Benjamin, which uh, we've spoken about on the air. We get a full... Uh, a full um, eyewitness account of what happened in Normandy on Memorial Day uh, this year uh, with, again, uh, Rabbi Dr. Jacob J. Schachter tomorrow morning in our New Jersey studio here at JM and the AM. Very much looking forward to that. That conversation tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Uh, okay, <laughs> more coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Home. The Jewish nation belongs in the land of our father. 
Can't you hear my soul? Is it not too long? Can't you bring us home? The Jewish nation belongs in the land of our fathers. JM in the AM. That's your Fainof is done by uh, L11 here at JM in the AM. I can't explain why sometimes our network conks out, but it's driving me nuts, as you can imagine. Driving me nuts. And I apologize because we had a great ending to our conversation with Isaac and Rubenstein, which is now lost forever. But we'll try to piece together a nice archive um, so that uh, the bulk of the interview will be available and people will be able to enjoy it. But uh, it's driving me crazy. And uh, we have no idea when it's going to happen and why. No idea. Which makes it even more uh, crazy, frankly. But anyway. Uh, Part of the magic of live radio. That's part of the magic. Simple as that. Want to wish a mazel tov to the Leitner and Lichtenstein families. Miri Leitner and Aaron Lichtenstein are a recently engaged couple. It was great celebrating with them last night. And uh, wonderful to wish a mazel tov uh, to uh, Devorah and Yassi Leitner and to uh, Zali Lichtenstein and the entire Leitner and Lichtenstein families from all of us here at JM in the AM. Mazel tov, mazel tov. More coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM.
Yeah, boy, 
in the AM with our semos done by Ellie Marcus. Before that, you heard the Shidduchim group with Mi Adir. Uh, Atta Holech was a Waterbury selection. Ellie Levin had the Afenof here at JM in the AM. Thanks for tuning in on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Don't forget we have a full schedule by Dr. David Hertzberg is going to be next at 9 a.m. with Israel at 75. The Alta Lena episode is his focus today. That's coming up starting at... Um, at uh, 11 a.m., excuse me, at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So confused today. <laughs> Coming up at 11, it'll be Avrami in a, in a Tuesday live lunch, 11 until 1 Eastern Time. Uh, we'll have Avrami with the uh, live lunch. And, of course, great music all day long right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Make sure to be tuned in all through the day. Why on earth wouldn't you? I can't think of a good reason, that's for sure. 
Um, Kobe Brummer is next. It's JM in the AM. That's Kobe Brummer. I got to give a special mazel tov to uh, those who are graduating during this uh, month of June, but I'm going to give an extra special mazel tov to our friends at TABC. Our friends at TABC have graduation tonight. Uh, Tonight, our uh, fourth of four sons graduates from uh, TABC. Uh, A relationship that began, uh, let's see, how many years ago? Uh, 14, 15, 15, about 17, 18 years ago. Yeah, about 18 years ago, our relationship started with TABC, the Siegel family. And tonight we get to celebrate uh, Gavri and his classmates graduating and um, really put a uh, put a close on this uh, section of life as, uh, again, an 18-year relationship with the Torah Academy of Bergen County uh, comes to an end. So I say mazal tov to all the families, all the graduates, and um, to all of us that will be celebrating a special uh, graduation, Mazal Tov, of course, to Gavri Siegel. And, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing, I'll tell you. We salute to ABC. They produced uh, a great bunch of wonderful uh, Jewish leaders. Um, 
and it's uh, wonderful to have our children in that uh, category. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world. The web NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Tomorrow, by Dr. Jacob J. Schachter, or by Dr. J.J. Schachter, joins us in studio in our TNX studio at JM and the AM. Uh, Operation Benjamin will be the focus of our conversation. It's happening tomorrow morning at about 8 o'clock. Uh, actually, I think it's uh, 745. How about this? How about I look it up and tell you exactly what it is? Um, let's see here. Tomorrow morning, our conversation is 745. Tomorrow, Wednesday, right here at JM and AM. Make sure to be tuned in for that. Thanks to all of our guests today. If you don't receive the daily thread, consult with Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com, AF at NahumSiegel.com, and he will take very good care of you, to say the least. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Rabbi David Hertzberg is next with Israel at 75. Until tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.